Because I just feel like being around creative people just brings a whole different energy. So there's a lot of times where, you know, I just be tired from the day dealing with these 19-year-olds, just mentally exhausted. And I'm like, if I'm around more creative people or just having conversations with people throughout the day that are creatives, it gives me that energy to want to create more. And I don't, and it's weird because since I've been in Atlanta, I don't have it as much because a lot of the people that consider themselves creatives, a lot of them actually are just people that's trying to make money and hustle and or trying to be on the scene and have clout and all of that. They're not in it just to, but I'm trying to create something really cool and really dope. So they kind of, I like for me, I can't create something with the intention of I'm doing this to make money. You know, like I have to create with the intention of, it's just, just what I like to do and I have fun doing it and it's an outlet for me. And then possibly it could end up turning into a financial avenue or something, but that can't be my intention. And that in Atlanta, that's everyone, that's so, not everyone, but that's so many people's intention for it to create. And that's why a lot of them, and that's why you see all these lazy people that aren't really creative. They're creating shit, but they're not creative because they're just doing what everybody else is doing and changing it. Remember like a couple of years ago when Straight Outta Compton came out, everybody started making shirts straight out of Detroit. Stay, and then he was on a college campus, straight out of black men on, progressive black men on campus, straight out of NAACP. It's like, bro, y'all just copying off of one thing. It ain't creative. So do you feel me? No, I do. And and um, it can only last for so long if it's not if it's just like, if you're not a creative, I mean, everybody's creative, but if you know that you're not operating in your proper mm -hmm. realm of creativity and you're just like, oh yeah, that's that. Let me, let me da 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 da. It, it doesn't, it won't have like the same longevity or it's not going to hit the same. It may become like a fad. It may go up quickly in that time and you may get big money. You may get paid, but you know, at some point, it, it won't be um it ain't gonna work i mean i've seen that before when everybody was like during the pandemic everybody was like oh i'm gonna sell shirts you know <laughs> everybody selling shirts and shea butter you know like got <laughs> shea butter waist beads shea butter shirts podcasts friends and i mean i was selling waist beads too but i'm like I had a good time, you know. I do I do bracelets now, but like every everybody, friends, friends, like you don't even like this kind of stuff, you know. So those people who are doing it, I don't think they're doing it anymore, but you could tell who was like, let me jump on this real quick, you know, let me do this real quick, let me order everything from Oriental Trade type shit, you know. And it was obvious. So I do I do understand like what you're saying, um, as far as like pimping the creativity yeah. um but it, it'll show it'll it'll come out and it's hard for me to like digest that you can create and not be in the creative space or that it's not genuine because it still came from you um but when everybody's printing church that's when i knew yeah <laughs> and then like for me what it would look like is like you know i'll post videos just being funny and stuff because i like i i post videos that make myself laugh not to be like, oh, I want to make everybody laugh. But when I start getting something in my head that is like, oh, I need to post something 
because I haven't posted it in a while and I need people to see this. I got to do this for people to see it. That's when, for me, when I say it's not coming from a genuine space, it's not coming from something right. that, that's natural to me. It's me. It turns into me trying to get attention. And for me, when I'm just doing what I do that comes natural, doing what I do because I think it's funny and then I'll do it, then that's where I get most of my real support and and or attention, you know? But when yeah. I'm trying, when it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm forcing it sometimes if I'm trying, like, oh, I got to post this. I have to do this. Then it's like, all right, this isn't genuine to you. And I don't want to be one of those people that I can tell these niggas ain't genuine. Like you said, you might be hot for a minute, but that shit going to fade away. Like, it's, it's like in music. Think about the music that, shit, I was on the way home in the car jamming to Ashley Brothers. I was like, this shit ain't never going to die. It's going to be forever. But all these rap songs that's created today, you ain't going to be listening to this shit next year. <laughs> like, think about uh, who was a Fetty Wap. Remember how big Fetty Wap was for like a summer? No. <laughs> and them white kids was loving him on spring break, too. But th that sh he lasted a good maybe eight months. You don't think Fetty Wap was coming from his heart? He was coming from his heart. No, I don't mean... You're right. You're right. No, I do totally agree with that. But yeah. I would... <laughs> he was, that was from his heart. You can't... Anybody come up with something like that? <laughs> so I do agree, yes. He was coming from his heart, but I was only using it as an example of someone that you see how you can be that big for such a short period of time and you much rather be Snoop Dogg. Look at longevity. That's longevity right there. So it reminds me of when J. Cole first came out and niggas did not like, I remember people did not like his early stuff. They say he was boring. He was sleepy, blah, blah, blah. And then they was like, Jay-Z doesn't let him drop music a whole lot. And Jay-Z said, look, I'm trying to create artists that's going to be around for 20 and 30 years. We're not trying to create a, 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 a one wonder, a hit, a one hit wonder. We're not trying to create somebody that just gets four good songs over a two year span and you never hear of them again. We want to create an artist that has longevity. And so that reminds me of that, like, because J. Cole, J. Cole somehow turned into one of the. Um, so we had a malfunction, guys. Uh, I think we was talking about J. Cole. We were talking um, about J. Cole. Uh, and longevity and stuff. So for me, I like to, and that's why I understand what they mean with certain artists. Cause even when you'll listen to Isaiah Rashad, he has on his album, uh, cause you know, he signed to TDE and with you know, um, top dog entertainment, formerly Kendrick Lamar's that, label. Who was that with? That was Beethoven. No, that's uh formerly Kendrick Lamar's label and Schoolboy Q and all oh, the, and okay, SZA. Okay, okay. But you'll hear the uh, top dog, who's the um the uh, CEO of TDE. He has interludes with him, and he's like, "God, man, you take forever to drop music. Just create some, just drop something." And I get that because it's like. I can't just create something just to create it. It's like, I got to feel the spirit. I got to feel the energy for me to create something. And if I do not have that energy to do it, I am I just can't do it because I'm going to feel like it's forced. I'm not going to feel like it's natural. And I, I am always worried about looking like I'm copying off of someone else. I like to do stuff that's original. And that's why even my homegirl gets on me because like with podcasts, I started doing my podcast 
back in like 2015. That's when I first started doing it. And you see all these people dropping podcasts and the most popular ones, a lot of times for social media sakes, be the shitty ones where all they talk about is relationships or not, no, not in relationships where all they talk about is bashing men and bashing women and gender wars and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to be associated with that. I don't like, I don't want to be the black man who tells you, yeah, I got a podcast and they just assume all oh, he's always bashing black women. I'm like, no. And so I was like, yeah, I'm probably just going to quit it. And she said, why would you quit it? You have people that like it. Like, who cares if there's people who've never listened to it and think that you probably are bashing women. They ain't listen to it. They obviously don't know you. So fuck them. She said, just because a lot of other people are doing what you've already been doing, doesn't mean you need to stop doing what you are doing. Because yeah. when you're, when you're organic with your, if you're, if you can create something dope and you're organic, people are going to fuck with it. Yeah. And so that's why she's always on me for that. Cause I'd be ready to, cause we were talking about everybody sort of making shirts and I'm like, I had been making shirts for a long time, but then I ain't want to be associated with them. So I'm always trying to create something new and something different. And she's always on me like, but you have so many dope things you've already created. You need to push the things you already created instead of trying to do something new. My therapist also be on me about shit like that too. So shout out to your therapist and your friend. <laughs> right. So I said a whole lot, but you know. It's okay. <laughs> so for you, where do you get your creative energy from? What gets you in a creative spirit and makes you want to create something dope? I'm still trying to figure that out. Honestly. Um, I know one thing is creating under stress does not work for me. Mm. And some, and it's funny because some people, that's what works for them. Mm -mm. No, it has to be, it has to be the eye of the, uh, the eye of the tornado, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it can't be where it's like, oh, uh, and it can't be where we're super, super relaxed. It's got to be right in the eye of the tornado. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like right in this little sweet spot of. Maybe we just had a whole lot of stress going on and it's kind of calming down right in there. Um, so there is a place that I have been able to create from before, but that's that's usually stuff. The circumstances that push me to do it are usually out of my control. So that's why I say I haven't figured it out yet. I do believe that I don't, if I am at peace, I can create. Because when I had quit my job earlier this year, that first month, where I wasn't worried about, um, I was sad because I was giving up a lot to focus on music this year. I mean, I was giving up everything. Mm -hmm. um, but in this sweet spot, I ain't never written three songs in a month. Like it takes me forever to write. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God. Lord be with me. It took me, <laughs> but I wrote three songs maybe in a month and a half two months but definitely quick it was turnover and I'd never I'm like damn you know we getting this done so you know having that motivation hope helps a lot but like at that time I didn't have to report to a job and I knew I was taken care of for the next x you know two months or whatever I knew I had enough money for the next two months so um I could write there but I'm still trying to master my mental health and like you know master my creativity so I can control it you know trying to figure out yeah how do we do it because you know in the case that someone calls and says they need a verse and it's someone like a bigger name 
I got to be able to crank that shit out, you know, yeah. like, and, and that's the stuff that I feel like um I didn't know about or I didn't think about was like artists having to give verses on the fly or, you know, yes. you get an opportunity and trying not to waste the opportunity or lose opportunity because you can't have writer's block. If Jay-Z calls you tomorrow and says, can you send me a hook? And I need it by tomorrow night at 6 p.m. <laughs> you have to control your creativity. You know, you got to know what, what gets you what gets you right. Now, I will say something that helps me is if someone gives me a, a verse, if they, if they give me a beat and they say, I think this you would sound good on this. They give me a beat that I don't I wouldn't have picked, but I can. That helps me. Right. That's dope. like I wouldn't have done this. And then it's like uh, they're believing in me for this product and that helps me a lot because it's something that I may not have believed in myself for like I don't think I would I don't think I can write this this genre and then I do so like that that helps a lot and especially when they're pleased with what I've done and I'm pleased with what I've done you know I'm like dang I didn't I didn't see myself you know writing in this style of music but you brought it to me you believed I could do it and I did it so that has helped me uh in the past with so is it like that helps you where when you realize someone else believes in you just as much as you believe in yourself or even more. Is that kind of what you're saying in that sense? When it's a style that I wouldn't have picked, putting yeah, me when, in an environment yeah. I wouldn't have been in. When you're Not, outside of your box. So when you're yeah. outside of your box, okay. Yeah, someone outside of my comfort zone, but they see that in me. That like, even with rapping, I was, um, I didn't see that in myself. Growing up, I was I was writing poetry my whole life, you know. Yeah. Um, and I started spoken word. You know, I didn't say it out loud until I was like seventeen. I was in this poetry group, and so you know, I would be practicing, and I was dating this guy or talking to this guy, whatever everyone call it, courtship. You know, <laughs> and we would talk on the phone, and I would read my poems to him, and he would be like, "You you should rap," and I was like, "That's ridiculous." I'm like, rap. <laughs> "That's crazy," you know. Mm -hmm. crazy pants and uh eventually i tried it you know like eventually i tried it and so uh that was another example someone's like you should do this i was like what i don't see that and then discovering that i could so yeah. i get i get what you mean because that I, I think that's the same for me in certain cases too. Like that's the, I remember years ago when I was still living in Florida, this had to be back in like 2015, 16. I remember one of my students at the time, she was like, Will, all you, the only thing that's stopping you from doing it is you not doing it. She said, you can't get started with something until you just do it. And she was like, because I could totally see you with a, a really entertaining podcast because you tell you you know how to tell stories you're you tell stories in an entertaining way you're funny when you tell stories and you also don't realize it but you drop gems and knowledge for people and you don't realize you do that a lot of times so she's like you should do that and then having she then she's also telling me and you know like you love cooking you cook a lot you really should start a catering but i could see you with a small catering business. i was gonna I, ask you do you want to start a restaurant i was gonna ask you if you're gonna do that i don't i don't know if that's for me or not starting a restaurant restaurants a whole different business as well i think i'm more on the side that i like finding a way to entertain people with like i want to entertain people through 
trivia games, like keeping our culture alive so that like stuff from the past doesn't die. Everything from black history to fun 90s trivia to 2000s trivia to music. The chicken and liquor events. Didn't we talk about that one time? Yeah, and so yeah, like that type of stuff, like combining my my love for music, trivia games, and food, putting it all together. And that's pretty much what my cookbook is, though, because like I provide like my cookbook has 30 recipes, 15 trivia games, and then there's a playlist of music with every recipe. Oh my gosh, we need to have an event. I'm okay. Let me calm down. I'm ready to plan an event. So, so yeah, I combine all that. So let's say like I have a recipe for catfish. I have a catfish recipe, but then I have a Southern rap trivia game. And then I made a playlist of nothing but Southern rap classics. So like when you make this Southern catfish, you can listen to the Southern rap trivia, but then also play the Southern rap trivia game you, as well. You made a cookbook album. You made yeah. a whole... Oh, that's, that's what I should start marketing album. as. I should start marketing as a cookbook album. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's cookbook sounds... album, and you have your cookbook album release party, and you have the book everywhere, and people can taste different different recipes from it, you know, and then you have the trivia games, and we play with it. We just work with the book, the whole event, you know? Oh, that would be a dope event. Like, the entire event, it could be like a two, three-hour event, and the whole event is literally just based... The only food we serve is foods from the cookbook. And then we're playing, you doing covers of the music from the games. But then scattered throughout, we pop up and we'll do five trivia questions, having fun, and then get back to the music and performing and stuff like that. Yeah, and you could, even with some of your games, you could have like little contests or scavenger hunts or whatever. You and know. to be honest, but to be honest, I think it'd be dope. Somehow make it into like a YouTube series. Whereas combining, putting us making, asking, it's me teaching how to make a recipe. Like my, you know, like my little small videos that I put on Instagram and TikTok of me cooking and providing a recipe and then mixing that in with trivia. And it could be a short, it could be a 15 minute YouTube show or whatever. And then it's you doing a cover of a song, like you do song of the week, you know, song of the week and whatever. So if it's the, because I do also have, um, what I have, oh, I have a 106 and Park trivia game. So 106 and Park, so it's number trivia from 106 and Park, but then it's all the classics from 106 and Park as well. So all the songs that was number one on there and all that, everything from Bow Wow to Aaliyah and Alicia Keys and B2K, B2K, B2K. And all of that. So it's trivia, music, and then whatever recipe. I can't remember what recipe I put with it. But I think that would be a very creative YouTube show that mixes all of those together. And it's different, you know? And like I said, I'm always looking to get my creative energy from other creative people as well. So, no, don't get me hype if you ain't serious, bro. What do you mean? What am I going to do? You You can do something. What you mean? I would say if I was going to do anything. You can uh, get on there and sing a cover of. Oh, I don't know. No, no, you no. can get on there and sing a cover. Of, instead of Bow Wow rapping, it's you singing Bow Wow's lyrics. No, if, no, no, no. I'm if good. you, no. Um, what's a Bow Wow song? Um, mm -mm. Little mm -mm. Bow Wow. You just I'm don't know the way you move. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not doing that. 
I'm good. But I do <laughs> think it's a good idea. I would if I was living in the same city, I would I would work with you to create the event. Yeah. I would work with you to like create the event. That would be like, a cool event though. To do the production of it and to create the series or whatever it would be. Um that would be I'm gonna have to figure out a way. Yeah, I gotta figure out how that can be. But that whole conversation when you was talking about um being prepared and being ready, like you said, if Jay-Z calls and like, hey, I need a hook. I got I need a hook in 24 hours. That reminds me, I was just looking at a uh listening to the TDJ's podcast, and the whole podcast was just about a moment like this. And he was talking about from being in the moment and not worrying about the next moment or the previous moment and just being in that moment and in, uh and taking advantage of the moment and being ready for that moment. He was talking about how oftentimes uh oftentimes it's not that we're waiting on the universe or waiting on God or waiting on the blessing. It's God waiting on us because we haven't prepared ourselves for the moment oh. that we keep that we keep praying for. You know, it's oh. like um, it's like I told somebody, you keep praying to win a weightlifting competition, but you ain't stepped in the gym and lifted no weights. So oh, yeah. why would so it's like why would God bless me with something that I'm praying for, knowing that I'm gonna fumble it because I'm not ready for it. I'm praying for it, but I'm not ready for it. So if I'm not teaching myself how to be able to write a hook or a song that quickly. Because you tell yourself, like, man, it, it takes me forever to write a song, so I'm just taking my time. Like, no, maybe sometimes you just go in and write a whole song. And, yeah, that moment, that song may be trash. But now you got that trash song out the way, and then you keep doing it. Eventually, if it's your talent and that's what you're supposed to do, eventually you're going to get to a place where it's like, damn, I just wrote a really good song in 30 minutes. I just wrote a really good song in six hours. And, that's good but, Yeah, so it's like. If I don't ever, I keep praying to lose weight, but I don't ever go to the gym. Then what, what are you doing, bro? Like, how you, I keep praying to lose weight, but I never go to the gym and I eat fried chicken every day. But I'm oh. praying to lose weight, praying really? to lose weight. Like, it's the same as me. If I'm praying for a good woman, I got to make sure I'm doing, I'm like, when I first started losing weight, I told somebody this story because they saw a, uh, God, they saw an old picture of me. One of my students, one of my grad students saw an old picture of me when I had the red shirt on and duck back in the day when I was large and in charge. And she saw that picture and she said, oh my God, how did you lose so much weight? Like, what did you do? And I told her, I said, really all started with me and my girlfriend at the time had broken up. And I remember I stood on a scale the same day. I stood on a scale and saw a picture of myself and I was 274 pounds, bro. 274 pounds. How tall are you? I'm five seven. Yes. Oh, 274 yeah. pounds. And I said to myself that day, I legit said to myself, if I want a woman who is in shape and works out, I have to be that. So I got to work towards being what I want. Like I have to work towards being so I can be prepared for the woman that I want when she pops up in my life. I have to work towards losing weight. I, you can't just wake up and be like, okay, I lost weight. You have to work towards that. You cannot become a good basketball player without going to practice to become a good basketball player. So like you, you keep praying for this moment, but you're not doing anything to put yourself in position to be, to be prepared for that moment. Cause when the moment happens, you're just going to fumble it. You're just going to fumble it. So it's like, for it's even giving for very much do it yourself. I know that's not what it is, but <laughs> 
I know no, it's, it's more given. It, it's given more. Just do it. To be honest, it's yeah. just do. It's just do it. It's like when one of one of my former students told me she was like, "You keep saying to yourself, I don't know how I can get started. I don't know how I could do it. I don't have the money to do this." And she was like, "You just got to do something. Just start. Just get." Yeah. But you know what? I, I do. I do that. Take that back. Even though I was being funny, but like I learned that sometimes God is like, "Listen, stop trying to." figure out all the steps and just take the first step. You know what I'm saying? Literally, like, that's literally what that is. Just because I've noticed when I'm like, oh my God, you know, trying to do something, I'm overwhelmed. I don't, I don't know if I can achieve this. When I just like try, like just open the door, you know, just get in the car. And a lot of times or every time he will, he will complete the rest of the sentence for me. You know what I'm saying? But it's you not, have to do your part. Yeah, you gotta you gotta put the the first step forward. You gotta put that step forward. You gotta do it, and he can bring those things to you. But if you don't even lift a finger to at least try, like you know, that could be you signing up for the gym membership. You know, mm -hmm. that could just be you showing up that day. You may have done ten minutes, but like you showing up that day, and maybe somebody came and helped you through the next 45 minutes and you and, were done 10, and you 10 know, minutes, 10 minutes turns into 20, 20 turns into 50, 50 turns into an hour and a half. And now look at you, you in the gym going hard. Like you said, like maybe that first day, just go for a walk. My nigga do something. You have to, yeah. you have to do something that gets you started. Cause you keep sitting here telling yourself, man, I don't know how I can get it started. I ain't got no money to get it started. I don't have the creative energy to get it started. Nigga do something, write yeah. something, cook. You got $30. Something. <laughs> you can get one trainer, $30 for one, for one session or $50. You can find one trainer for one session, $50. Maybe that's all you got, but you've gotten started. Not shoot. Not even that. Like if you ain't trying to get on YouTube, and all those workout videos on there, maybe that's how you get started on YouTube and work out in your living room. That's sometimes how you can get started. Like, but you have to do something to get you started so you can be ready for that moment. Like, like with me, I wore, so my shirt says therapy is dope. I had this on at work one day and the vice president saw it and she was like, that is a really cool shirt. Where'd you get that? And I was like, oh, I made it. She's like, wait a minute, you made that? I was like, yeah. I said, most of my shirts that I wear, I pretty much make myself. I'd rather spend money on the stuff that I make. And she was like, do you you think you could try to make that shirt for one of the student groups I work with? And we'll definitely pay you, but you think you can make something that has the school colors in it? And so I had to make sure I was ready to go and just make it. And that's why even I make sure I save the fonts, the colors, the size of the font and everything. So if I need to make a whole new style, I can go right back in and change it for whatever. But I needed to make sure that I was ready for that moment. I have to make sure that when I tell somebody my idea of my uh my cookbook or uh what did we say we call it my uh cookbook album. Cookbook album. I got to make sure that I have some on hand that if it's somebody else, like, let me send it to you, show you what it is. Even though I'm selling it, maybe there's a certain person I need to just send it to it for free so they can see what it's like. And they're like, oh, I'm going to send this to my friends. They're going to buy a whole bunch of copies or whatever. I got to make sure that when I'm just walking around in Atlanta, especially at a fucking brunch fest, I got it on my phone and I can just send it straight to them. I can't be like, oh, no, nah, it's on my laptop. Let me send it to you when I got home. Because you may have missed the moment now, and they may not give a shit four yeah. hours from now. Yeah. So, Amen. Amen. So <laughs> I think that's a great place to uh, take a break uh, real quick. Well, I'm getting ready. I have a session at oh, 7. Lord. So <laughs> I got to go. I uh, well, We'll do a part two. You know, I promised I would... Um, 
do a part two. It's actually for music. You know, I got to go to the studio. My friend asked me to write on this. That's dope. So. Eyebrows is on point. Shout out. I, you know, I appreciate that, you know. I'm going to see you. I feel like you have on all black right now. I have on jeans. Oh, I, got okay. on, I got on blue jeans with holes in them. And I got on my Suge Knight. Um, the Suge Knight turtleneck. Turtleneck. Death Row. Come on yeah. over to Death Row. You get, if you tired of people in the video, all in the <laughs> video, all on the song, come on over to Death Row. Yeah, that's what I got on. Um, so, but yeah, I have to go do that. Um, today you could have told me before I started like really getting into a conversation, but well, I didn't that's, know. I that's neither. No, 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 no. It's cool. No, it's cool. I see. I see. That's cool. That's cool. No, no, no. No, it's cool. I see. Would you like that one when you was little? No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, I definitely was. I definitely was. Like I don't even care to be honest, but that's cool. I just see we not really. I thought we. I thought you cared, but that's cool. I thought. Oh my gosh. I you thought know. it was a. I thought it was a mutual thing, but. I see how you it is. You something else. I guess I'll talk to you in three years. Did you make them wings behind you? And did. They look delicious. Golly. Those are my um what was those? Uh my uh what'd you say? Bourbon. Yeah, how you know that? I eat. <laughs> I eat. <laughs> I might save that one little clip right there. You said I eat and post that. <laughs> Check out my new episode. I eat. <laughs> Those are uh yeah, smoke, smoke bourbon wings. Smoke bourbon. That's nah, wild. Like you knew those was bourbon wings. That's crazy. Yeah, look at the glaze. Glaze sitting on there. That is that is definitely liquor mixed with sugar and honey and whatever else. Look at it, how the glaze sitting on there. Yep, it's some. I marinated it in this bourbon barbecue sauce. Look how it's sitting. And I that's what I say about when, when women be on Titty Tuesday. Look how they sitting. <laughs> I just <laughs> heard about Titty Tuesday. I didn't know about it. And I'm that's like, me. Oh, that's me. I'm so titty taco tequila titty Tuesday. I just found out about Titty Tuesday. Man. My friend was telling me about it on Twitter. Yeah. It'd be you, going up. Come on now. You know my love for titties and tequila. I'm like, that's so sweet. They have something dedicated to the titties. That she <laughs> said that's sweet. She said that's sweet. <laughs> so sweet. These little fun bags we're carrying that's around. The heavies. The heavies. Jesus. <laughs> you know, maintenance is a lot. <laughs> I said, I said, you know, shout out to women big titties because that's a lot of work. Yeah, sometimes I'll be like, man, just shrink a little bit, baby. Like, they, you, it's just a lot. You, you a big titty woman? Yeah. Hmm. Did not know that. Thought it was like mid size. Good. I'm glad. Good. I didn't know that the average bra size now is double D's. Oh, then I'm there. I'm around that area. To me, it's a big titty. It used to be B. Yeah, so it's no, I could say double D's are, are big. And I didn't know that that's the average size now. Because of hormones in the chicken. <laughs> it's the, y'all need quit eating them chicken wings. You'd have some B cups right now. All that damn uh birth control, birth control too. Yeah, you know, I'm not on birth control, but you know, right out of high school, I was on birth control. You know that that fuck all your shit up. You know, I wake up every day and thank God that two things. Thank God that I'm not white, and I thank God I'm not a woman. I'm telling you, if you were if you were a woman, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like our entire lives are dedicated to 
taken care of this. That's why, you know, when you hear about people like, oh, I'm tired of women getting in the club for free. I'm like, listen, listen, sir. That's the least that we can get, okay? Because I just had to buy a box of tampons at the store this morning. <laughs> you know, so, I, to I totally, I told my homegirl, say, you know what? I totally understand why women will, there's oftentimes a lot of women will ask for money or, you know, I just understand why because first of all y'all spend so much on just regular upkeep for a woman period and not just talking about like makeup or whatever but like you said there's tampons there's your gyne gyno visit visitations and shit there's just the kind of clothes <laughs> y'all the, the kind of clothes y'all wear does not seem comfortable at all like no, your, your clothes to suck your gut in you know if you decide you're gonna get some shapewear you know i don't recommend that shit i had ended up gotten getting some shapewear one time and I didn't even need it for real but I was like let's try out this corset or whatever it was and when I tell you I know I know I know I know that is the reason that I had inflammation because I tried it on for 45 minutes and threw that shit away this lady talked me into buying that shit I tried it on for 45 minutes it was so tight it was so tight that like I knew my chest would pop sometimes, but like after that, I was never the same. And I had like it's called costochondritis. Like you get inflammation, and it's between my sternum and my ribs. See, and then y'all have all these medicines and stuff that affects your bodies in different ways and stuff. So I'm, I totally. That's why you know what's funny. That's why, like my homegirls, especially in the past, not as much these days anymore. But my homegirls, they knew how much I love titties or whatever. So first of all, you know how many times I've went with my homegirls to get their nipples pierced or whatnot. I've went with them. So I've went with like three or four of my homegirls because they wanted me to go with them because they knew I wasn't going to make it weird to be creepy. But they know I'm, I'm, they know I'm going to appreciate them. And the first time I went, I was very, because I was like, oh yeah, I love some titties. But then seeing the blood come from the nipples when they pierced it, I said, oh, this is I don't enjoy this right now. A horror this, movie, sir. This is basically, but you don't need that, to see that. But they also know. Then I would, you know, they take me with them. I'm like, well, I'm glad you felt comfortable. Let me buy you some nipple rings. So then I'd send them some nipple rings or whatever. Oh, and then, goodness. and then even the most random thing is how they would just send me a picture of their titties. Like, what do you think of my titties today? And when they would send me an unsolicited titty pic, I would send them a gift card to so be like, hey, I just want to say I appreciate you. <laughs>